When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Liam Bryce and today I'm joined by Tony Haggerty to discuss all the latest goings on at Parkhead. On the pod today we'll take a look at Celtic players in action over the international break who have been the winners and losers, what to expect from the club's upcoming AGM meeting this week and we also preview the weekend trip to Hamilton Ackies. Tony, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Have you enjoyed the international break? It's been good, we got a result. Aye. For once, there's something to cheer about, and if you're looking at it from a Celtic perspective, the triumvirate that played uh, showed up really well. Uh-huh. For Scotland, uh, Forrest McGregor and Christie, you know, so they've just taken their club form into the international scene, and it was quite refreshing to see that, uh, that it worked again, you know. It was. James Forrest, I suppose, in particular, is probably the big talking point because there was a obviously. You know, a lot of noise when he was left out against Albania in the first yeah. the game at Hamden, which didn't quite matter so much because we did obviously we got a result in that game. But then it was the same story over uh, the horror show over in Israel, and it's well, it seems to have taken Alex McLeish a while, but he's he's been you know Scotland's informed player this I'll season, really an outfield player at least. You know, I'll touch on this and say Strachan was getting it right by the end of his reign. Mm-hmm. Gordon Strachan played all the Celtic players and he played them for a reason. They were playing at a high level, they were used to winning. Now, it stands to reason that the top team in the country has its plethora of good players and a lot of the call-offs and the negativity surrounding Scotland going into the Albina game maybe forced his hand and made him play the Celtic contingent. But it turned out to be a wise move because, as we, t- as we touched on there, they're, they're functioning at a high level they're winning games. We spoke about that prior to the Livingston game. They, they were dismantling teams, you know. So they they are playing. They're at the top of their game at the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's no surprise that those three in particular featured really well against Albania. Uh-huh. And you've got Forrest who waited twenty five games for his first international yeah. goal, and then he gets two in the space of ten minutes. I think that second one in particular was. You say it's a, it was just an example of a a player playing with his confidence is as high as it's possibly ever been. When players are running through and go like that and they do that and they produce finishes like that, that that's someone who's, I'm a good player, I'm going to show you how good I am. And, and they don't think about it, it's instinctive. They're running in, they know what they're doing, they know they're going to finish. You know, and, and again, playing with confidence, playing with a swagger and now showing him to himself, more than MD, that he can do it at an international level. Track is now to go and repeat yeah. against Israel. Yeah, because I think we did touch on it before that obviously he's been one of the informed players domestically, but you know he's n- never really had turned it on in a, a Scotland shirt. So it, I mean, I know the kind of caveat to all of this over the past few days has had to be that it was a poor Albania side who were also down to ten men. But there, you know, there was it was still encouraging all the same. Uh, I think it was a kind of a, a, turning point perhaps we're hoping it's a we're turning hoping. point Liam yeah you know you, you beat Israel you feel good about yourself again mm-hmm. and you take the next stage in the UEFA Nations League where I think you throw a six and 
go up a ladder and try yep. and avoid the snakes if somebody can explain <laughs> what happens next then uh, they're a better man than I am but no you know we have to grasp the nettle with these things you know we, it was a good performance they scored a lot of goals guys like James Forrest played well uh, McGregor natural born footballer played really well uh, Christie came in had a hand in all four goals you know so from a Celtic perspective those guys those guys contributed and for Forrest, you could say it's a long time coming mm-hmm. at international level, but he's hoping that he himself gets a benefit and a boost from that and, and goes on to show that he, that he is the player that everybody sees at club level every other week. Uh, and as well, the it was almost, well, it was kind of forced upon Alex McLeish, uh, the kind of the long-running debate in the Scotland setup is where how do you fit in both Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney. It's obviously a bit of worry for Celtic fans that... Um, yeah. Tierney uh, pulled up injured had to withdraw from the squad but how, how, how do you see that playing out going forward do you think again it's something that's been forced on McLeish that you might then stick he with he got lucky in the fact that that was forced on him against Albania so that that's fair enough Kieran Tierney's injury he alluded to came from the Livingston pitch you know mm-hmm. Livingston will dispute that whether that that's the case or not then so be it but the med- medical staff pointed something out in Tierney himself I think in a conversation with Gleeson pointed that out, so it's uh, disappointing because you want all your big players, your big game players to play in, in international matches. But moving forward, I, I genuinely think McLeish sees Kieran Tierney as switching to the other side, mm-hmm. you know, a right-back, because I think he's going to use Andy Robertson in his natural left-back position. Uh-huh. I think that's where he sees him at his best and he, and he functions better there. So I think if you're asking the, of the two of them, I think... Kieran's the one that's going to have to switch uh-huh. moving forward for Scotland uh, and do the, the Danny McGrain, Sandy Jardin <laughs> in reverse type uh-huh. thing, you know. So, fine, if, that, if that's the way McLeish sees it, then so be it. I don't think Kieran will be too perturbed mm-hmm. to... He's not that kind of character, really, you know, is he? No. You know, and and you have to say, this is the pinnacle of any Scotsman's career, to play for your country. So if they turn in and say to you, can you switch to accommodate another player, then so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to have a career and win caps, you'll do it. Uh-huh. You know, and, and and as you touched on there, I don't think Kieran's got the personality to, to rock any boats. I think he'd be just chuffed to be playing for his country and, yeah. he, and he'll do the job and he'll do it to the best of his ability and the boys get talent. So uh-huh. I don't think it'll be a major, yeah. a major thing in his life, you know. I think with all the call-offs you could say, we could perhaps need more of that kind of attitude in the Scotland well, setup. But well, Without a doubt. I mean, I've never known a game like it. You know, are a build up to a game. Mm-hmm. We're so hit by so many call offs. And I, I'm of the opinion see the guys that don't want to play, don't pick them. That's fine. You want to, it's your prerogative again, it's down to choice, personal choice. And if you don't want to be considered for selection for your country, fine, we'll get guys that do. And I think the boys that played against Albania had a point to prove as well. Because mm-hmm. I think people would have looked on at that team and thought, right, his hand's been forced, let's see what you've got. In fact, you've got quite a lot with the nucleus there of a uh-huh. right good young side who are playing at a high level, Ryan Fraser. You know, when was the last time you seen a Scotland player curling a ball like that? Uh-huh. I'm thinking Kendall Gleeson in Belgium, <laughs> you know what I mean? Kendall Gleeson could play a wee bit, uh-huh. I think you'll find. But, you know, to have the confidence to go and do that, you know, shimmy a guy and pick your spot and then execute it. Mm-hmm. You know, few players can do, do that in the international scene, Liam, you know? So... Fair play to him, 
and aided and abetted by a guy who I've always rated, Stephen Fletcher. Uh-huh. You know, and what happened with the Levine thing and all that, with the four six nothing falling out. Another example of a guy who could have contributed so much, you know, but whatever happened, you know, it's had his spell in the wilderness. But Stephen Fletcher's a footballer. His layoffs, his touch was good, you know, mm-hmm. and he took a, cr- a cracking penalty as well. Yeah, no, he did. No under pressure, you know, because. Two nothing. That's more or less the game. It was, yeah, that was delivered, you uh-huh. know, and, and he's made that look easy. Certainly did. So I'm, um, I'm all for these guys coming and playing that want to play for your country. Not, no better feeling than coming into work of a day when your, when your country's got a result. No, oh, certainly. Hopefully, hopefully, more to come from a, a Scotland and obviously uh, from a Celtic perspective as well. It wasn't just for Scotland that Celtic had. Uh, international stars in action uh, over the weekends uh, elsewhere not <laughs> particularly great news t- uh, Tom Rogic uh, did play um, in played a wee bit Australia's, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a one-all draw with South Korea um, but Martin there's Boyle also played uh, Martin Boyle uh-huh, also involved as well good for him uh, but Australia's manager Graham Arnold um, said that Rogic won't be involved against uh Lebanon this week. Um, I think it was more of a precautionary thing um, where Rogic's a bit of a knee problem. But that's a couple of times this season that's been mentioned. <laughs> a calls from Scotland uh-huh. came saying, listen, uh-huh. enough's enough. Enough's enough. You're playing the Lebanon. Uh-huh. You'll, uh, you'll not be playing. Yeah, Rogic uh-huh. will be taking a side step. Possible, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but a couple of times you say that he's mm-hmm. had Maybe a, yeah, he sat out one of the yeah. It was forward, one of the training know? camps. He sat out yeah. with a, a, a knee problem. So it's obviously something that's it's maybe, maybe a recurring and ongoing. Ongoing, so but he's able. Maybe yeah, has to be looked at when he goes back to Lennox. He's able to cope to cope with it. But I think yeah. the last thing Celtic need is more because it's it, if not you mean the way the teams function at the minute. Uh-huh. You know, and I think if anything, Brendan Rodgers would want to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, if he's coming back from international duty with complications, mm-hmm. irritations, you know minor problems and especially mm-hmm. with the knees yeah exactly you, know, you have to especially the way Rogic moves and glides about a football park uh-huh. he's always twisting and turning so if there's some underlying issue with the knee then Celtic would want yeah, you to don't get want that, that, that looked at straight away that's obviously a, a crucial part of his game as well and it's yeah. it's like as we kind of touched on there it's I think you know if you the injuries to Scott Brown and Lee Griffiths he's been out yeah. as well. You obviously kind of some more of the fringe players Arzani and Abu Kwasi ruled out for the rest of the season. But you know injury to Tierney and then slight scare from Rogic. Mm. A couple more of these and you're almost at that stage where Celtic oh, yeah. were last season yeah, where yeah, yeah, guys yeah. were just dropping like flies. So it must be a bit of a slight worry. And I think that's what the manager will have his eye on uh-huh. over the next couple of days, just hoping and praying that everybody comes through unscathed. It's all very well having your representation at various international levels with your players, but the worry at, at clubs is I hope they don't get injured, mm-hmm. you know, whilst they're performing, and you can never legislate for that, but it's becoming more prevalent with regards to Celtic players, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and more and more of them are featuring for the international teams, so it comes with, that comes with the risk. comes with the territory, doesn't yeah. it? Yep. Yep, without a doubt. Um, elsewhere, uh, Dedrick Boyata in action <laughs> for um, <laughs> Belgium, well, well dead, uh, right? who had, had what can only be described as a bit of a nightmare against Switzerland. They were 2 0 up. Started so well. Ended up thumped 5 2. Uh, and I think 
boy at. I took a, a fair amount of stick I from pundits, said, journalists, yeah, fans. And I think it was he's the player himself. He's uh, he's come out and he admitted yeah. after the game. He's, he said, "Look, I've had I've I've had one." And what he said, actually, what he said was, "I won't be sleeping very well for many days now." Uh, we had a very bad night defensively. It's time for me to go back to basics and take it from there. Back to basics. I've, I'm sure I've heard you say that several <laughs> times when it comes to Dedrick Bayata. I'm of the opinion, right? You've, you've heard me say this before. See when the ball's in the air, go and head it. Mm-hmm. See when the ball's in the deck, clear it or get uh-huh. in front of your man and just be hard to beat. You know, muscle people out the road. We work in finesse later, if it ever comes, mm-hmm. as a defender. But see when you master the basics and see if you have to use this phrase, go back to the basics, then you clearly think you're operating at a better level than you are. Mm-hmm. But if any man should puff his chest out and stand tall, it's Bayata. Yeah. It's Belgium finished up the World Cup. They got a bronze medal, but you can't live in that forever. Yeah. You know, you have to move on. You know? And probably a lot of Belgians will think that they blew that the golden generation's chance to actually come away with a gold yeah. medal and win the World Cup. Uh-huh. So, you know, a lot of people will be now looking to pick up and criticise where they've gone wrong or, or what's happened. But, you know, if Bayata just needs one thing. When he comes back, Brendan Rodgers will throw his arms around him uh-huh. and just say, look, it, it's gone. Yeah, You have to forget it. Uh-huh. You now have to concentrate here because yeah. we've got a job to do. Certainly. It's been, it's been quite a turnaround for him. You know, you know that contract situation during the summer. It looked as if there was, there was no yeah. way back, and he's he's, he's kind of look, he's looked much more solid and consistent this season. I've, and I've I certainly think thought. If one man can get, I'm focused again. It's Brendan. Mm-hmm. He's already done it, as you said. There was there seemed no way back after the Champions League away debacle with Ike Athens. You know, was he injured? Uh-huh. Couldn't play. Didn't play. You know, and a lot of Celtic supporters. There was no coming back. What happens? He goes and scores against Hamilton, the winner, and he's came back. Then slowly but surely, the manager says, "I was right, did the right thing." And people were like, "Yeah," and the fans were like, "Yeah, you did do the right thing," by saying, "Right, welcome him back into the fold." So you'll have to pick him up again because when you lose heavily like that and you talk like that, as Dedrick has spoken after the game, then he, he's clearly hurting. He's obviously took it quite hard, doesn't he? You know, yeah. he's, he's clearly hurting. So the, that's when managers like Rogers come into their own. Because you have to build these players up again, uh-huh. and there's and it's no disrespect to Hamilton, but very hard to build someone up to go and play in plastic at, at the Hope, mm-hmm. it, Hope BC, Hope Stadium, CBD, CBD Stadium. Stadium uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be changed by the time <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we get actually, this podcast yeah, exactly, out. But for yeah, now, yeah, yeah uh, New Douglas Park or uh, Lanarkshire, uh-huh. whatever it's called this week. Yeah, you know, so it's that's a tough one because it's a mental. Uh, element to that you know as much yeah. as a physical uh-huh. you know you're coming back from you see, having an absolute nightmare costing your national team a place in the next part of the UEFA Nations League and then you're going to Hamilton you know and mm-hmm. playing on plastic a surface that traditionally Celtic don't particularly like they, but they seem to be okay against Hamilton because mm-hmm. they've they've won the majority of the time that they've played there they yeah. won each draw under Ronnie Dyla didn't they mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they tend to be alright, don't they? I think just while we're on the topic of Bayata, we could touch on this briefly. It's uh, Celtic; they've been ticking off names on the new contract list, and Bayata's 
one of the few remaining who is out of contract in the summer who hasn't committed yet. Uh, can do you, given what happened in the summer and what's happened since, can you see a new contract for Bayer or do you think he still wants to? I think he wants try to test himself elsewhere. elsewhere. Uh huh. But he'll find out quickly that after the other night, then you know, you you go elsewhere. You have to be fully switched on. Yeah. At any level, you know, and if and I've no doubt that you'll get a bigger club, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or a well. Yeah, a bigger a better club than Celtic but I'm talking about uh, league terms finances you know, finances yeah. and all that yeah mm-hmm. so uh, but it might be a wee kind of shot over the bow that maybe the grass isn't always greener you know yeah uh, and it'd be interesting to see his thoughts on a new contract now if he was to come out and make them public uh-huh. given the turnaround yeah I suppose. you know and he, and he has been at the top of his game he's I mean Brendan Rodgers has worked a miracle man management with Bayata to be uh-huh, honest yeah. you know and uh, I don't know I, I just think at this moment in time that being at Celtic it'd be hard to give all that up unless you were going to a top four England t- English team that was challenging for honours mm-hmm. doing well in Europe you know and do you see Boyata being that player at I'm not so Maybe sure. Maybe not quite at that that level yeah. of the Premier League. You know? Uh, I see him. Certainly not at this moment in time, do you know? Table to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Premier League team, you know? And again, it, it all comes down to who ra- who actually rates him. Yeah. Who 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 wants him or who would who would come in and buy him. So I think if Celtic were to make him an offer, then I think he would certainly consider it. But my gut feeling is that I think he wants to test himself mm-hmm. somewhere in his mind what he thinks is bigger and better. Yeah. Well, we could well uh, find out a wee bit more about that later this week, depending on uh, questions posed <laughs> to Brendan Rogers and Peter Lawwell and Co. at yeah. Celtic's upcoming AGM this week. Um, what do you, anything you expect to come out of that? Obviously, finances is very. I expect I, that to still be very healthy. I would imagine. Yeah, but I think a lot of the supporters will be particularly disgruntled at the failure to qualify for the Champions League mm-hmm. and the whole John McGinn, uh, which turned out to be a bit of a debacle, really, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, they'll, they'll want Celtic's take on that. And Peter and Brendan might have to both field some yeah. uh, difficult questions on those subjects and the spending policy or the transfer policy in the summer, which which, as everybody knows, didn't go uh, anywhere near according to plan, mm-hmm. you know. So w- w- they want answers as to why certain targets were identified, they weren't landed, and and w- was there a list of targets where, you know, they did try, they failed. You know, like Fabian Shah, the Swiss defender, was one of them, wasn't he? Supposedly. Yeah, there was, there was any yeah, number of names floated, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, I think they'll want to know how close they came and... The, the ins and outs, the John McGinn thing was it that Celtic just weren't pre- prepared to spend four million pound on on a player, uh, on a player like from another Scottish club. Uh-huh. Was it a personal thing with Lawwell and possibly Rod Petrie? You know all these rumour mills that have been doing, yeah, doing the rounds. You know, and I, and I think they'll they'll need to brace themselves for a wee uh-huh. bit of a a hard time. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting seeing them both sitting down next to each other, especially with that kind of suggestions during the summer that there might have been a wee bit of friction between yeah. manager and board level, do you think they might have to f- 
you know. I, I don't know. I think they've maybe got it steady the ship. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure they'll have spoken to each other. They'll have been meetings all along the way mm-hmm. here. You know. And yeah. I mean, obviously, I can't. I can't claim to know the ins. I yeah. claim that you know, the ins and outs of their relationship, but they, they just seem to be a kind of era discontent about Brendan Rodgers during the summer, you know. So I think there was an era of discontent right up until the St. Johnston 1-0 mm-hmm. Cup game. Yeah. After that, everything seems to be back on track. The whole the old cliche singing from the same hymn sheet players, yeah. management and upstairs, you know. So whatever's happened, they seem to have got it back on an even keel, you know. Mm-hmm. But the body language of both men will be quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, at the AGM, you know, also be interesting to see if they do sit in close proximity to each other or what to <laughs> you know, that, these things yeah, can tell yeah, you a lot, uh-huh. you know, so, but uh, one thing for sure, I don't think they'll get an easy time of it, yeah. you know, and I think the Celtic supporters will, will grill the pair of them quite thoroughly, you know, because yeah. I, I think a lot of them were very disappointed with the whole failure to qualify for Champions League on top of not not signing them again and on top of not signing a lot of players uh-huh. in the summer, you know. Yeah. When when they felt that there was an there was an opportunity to take the club forward, which is possibly why the manager and the chief executive had a wee rift as well, because maybe Rogers felt that way too that mm-hmm. that was the time to possibly speculate to accumulate. Yeah, and I think the, the I think the I suppose the, the investment in the the so called disco lights <laughs> while all this was going on. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that that'll be brought I'm up. I'm sure that'll they, come up they, in some form. They made a big show of the the disco lights being for the Champions League and ended up with the uh, proverbial egg in their face mm-hmm. over that one. You know, impressive as it was against Leipzig and they got the result, but they were they were brought in for another tournament altogether. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and they should maybe have uh, kept their counsel on that <laughs> and how much they spent on uh-huh. a set of lights. A set know. of lights, uh-huh. <laughs> And we were talking off here before we came on, you, you said as well, there's, there's always the left field shot, isn't there? There's always the, the below the body uh-huh, shot. Ah, yeah. That there's, comes, there's always someone. I mean, I, I suppose it's the kind ask something uh-huh. ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's when you open up the floor to yeah to questions. Uh, it's literally, I mean, I mean anything, it's, anything can happen. Yeah. I think last, there was, I remember in the past something about the temperature of the pies yep. at Parkhead yep, yep. and I think last year's was um, was it about Parks of Hamilton the yep. bus company <laughs> who also have ties involvement with Rangers <laughs> and there was one fan who thought that there was this was some sort of subsidising of Rangers inadvertently going on through Celtic so I think they, 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 so they'll be they'll, braced for that kind of thing won't they? will be something yeah, yeah, they generally yeah, handle it yeah, well yeah, as well yeah, don't yeah, they? Of course, they? They usually treat it with humour as you you have to uh-huh. in these situations, but there's always one question that draws kind of gasps and guffaws from the floor, so I, w- I wouldn't think that this EGM would yeah. be any different. Is there anything know? else you expect to, to come out of it? Or I think the upturn in form has come at a good time uh, yeah, for this, this EGM to come I, along, hasn't it? I think Celtic will be chuffed at that. I think Rangers will be chuffed at that, you know, because, and let's be honest, the, as public orators go, both Law and Rogers are are very good at that uh-huh. and you know they'll, they'll say the right things and have the crowd neaten out the palm of their hand as they usually do you mm-hmm. know it might get a bit hairy on the subjects we spoke about but I think in general they're past masters at yeah. being able to deal with, this, that, deal with this kind of thing you know and 
have been dealing with it for a few years now and and, and I think it's a great point you make that the, the upturn in fortunes and forum has has come at just an optimum time uh-huh. and they they can still plan moving forward you know they've still got the possible treble treble you know yeah still in with a shout in the Europa League they're still in with a shout of qualifying for the next stage of the Europa League which they probably possibly had maybe written off in their heads mm-hmm. but the Leipzig result has thrown a complete and utter spanner in the works and that yeah and now they'll probably think in fact let's go for this mm-hmm. you know so it's it's all very positive. Yeah. Whereas had they been the Celtic of up prior to the the League Cup game, then it it would have certainly been a a real uh, it would have been a, a rough ride. Mm-hmm. They would have got you know. Yeah, and well, it all gets underway again this weekend. Uh, the trip to Hamilton. Um, yep, the fantastic plastic. Ah, uh, that's been so much debate over that. Not so much their pitch, it's, actually, it's been Livingston's that's been getting it in the neck yeah. uh, recently. Um, but again, it's having Kieran Tierney blaming that injury on the plastic pitch. I think even if he is fit, do you expect to see him at the weekend? Or do you think? I would have thought that the manager would be wise on that one mm-hmm. and probably not risk guys like Tierney, especially mm-hmm. Tierney. I, I think you'll find likes of Lewis Morgans of this world could uh-huh. maybe make their you know, stake for a claim for a a regular run out, you know, guys like that who, who have played bit parts recently, uh-huh. you know, and also as well how these contingent come back. Yeah, they've still got another 90 you know, minutes to get through, haven't they? So from, from how uh, the effects of the Albania Israel double header, yeah. you know. So there's a lot of variables there that you'll have to weigh up, but you know, I, the, the one thing that Celtic are traditionally good on plastic is at Hamilton. They don't tend to struggle there, they usually yeah. score three and four goals. Uh-huh. Uh, so they'll be hoping that that, that kind of continues, you know, but uh, he might check things around. Yeah, yeah especially with this Europa League tie against Rosenberg yeah. coming up hot in the heels of that. It's an away trip as well, so it's... Yeah, and you want his strongest side for that because they're now in with more than a fighting chance yeah. of providing European football after Christmas, which a couple of months ago might have seen highly unlikely. Yeah, because the accusation not too long ago was that they weren't, they were no longer prioritising the Europa League yeah. and that domestic, the domestic uh, situation was, you know, had to be looked at uh, ahead of the European commitments. But now you, it's going to, this week I think it's going to be the opposite way around. You're going to see maybe the oh, yeah. second string at Hamilton and then yeah, all yeah. guns blazing over in Norway. Well, I think the fans' reaction to the Red Bull Leipzig mm-hmm. uh, game told you all you need to know that yeah. in terms of priority they just want to see Celtic win every game uh-huh. you know and be competitive you know and Celtic well they've got a squad there that should be able to be competitive against Hamilton and then you bring in bigger guns for you know your, your shot at glory against Rosenberg to take it down to the last day of the season yeah. and I think well would you say that you know with you don't need to go into what Celtic's away European record's been like over the years. You know it's been well documented. But do you think if there was a place that they had to go, they could that they could pick somewhere to go? Oh, yeah. Would it maybe be Rosenberg of away course. because then they've been there and done that, haven't they? Familiarity there. Yeah, about they know they can get a result over there. <laughs> There's that old joke, isn't there? A Celtic fan goes into a bar in Tron time and the barman says the usual. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. that if that's doing the rounds, that tells you how often Celtic have gone there to play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I and I think that as you see, I, I don't think they could have handpicked a better, better away ground, better away tie, to actually go there and 
and, and give it their all and, and mm-hmm. take it down to the wire. You know, they'll feel confident going there. Yeah. They'll feel comfortable and they've beaten Rosenberg home and away. Or have they did they draw? Is that a draw? At home in this they, the, the, the group stage. Yeah, they beat it was a three, one at home, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And then this the Europa League group stage it was a one 0 win at Parkhead the right. Lee Griffiths the late okay. header. And they drew nil nil over yes. there, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah. But again, and then they beat them one 0 the season before, mm-hmm. didn't they? That's what's to get through to the yep, James Forrest James yeah. Forrest goal. Yeah. So so they've got experience of going there, winning and drawing and getting results. So I think as you say it, it their away record is abysmal, but in that place in particular, they seem to be able to do no wrong, so they'll just be hoping that that continues. Okay, well, that's all from us this week. Thanks very much to Tony for joining me. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at Record Sport, and we're on Facebook as well. And we'll be back next week to talk all things Celtic, so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available, and you can also rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.